しさにまぶたを閉じた君のこと誰の目にも触れない影に Hey everyone, and welcome back to Class 1A, a My Hero Academia podcast presented by Popdoff. As always, I am your host, Andrew Nimsgern, and alongside me, I have James Graham and Dylan Beal, all three of us back together for a special episode for the first time in a while, it feels like. And today, we are going to be doing our first ever character deep dive on Bakugo. We don't really know how it's going to go, it's a first one, but are you guys excited for that? I'm really excited. I'm with my boys. I'm talking about my favorite character. I'm, I'm ready to do this. Yeah, no, I'm excited to get into it.、Uh, where it is our first one,、uh, I'm excited to see how we develop a format out of this. So, yeah. Yeah, and with that,、um, since this is the first one, of course, we're going to love any feedback anyone listening may have about what they want us to talk about on top of what we talked about this week for future character deep dives. But the general outline of what Tay's going to look like is just going through his general information, family, quirk,、um, all that kind of stuff. Moving into our initial impressions of Bakugo, so pretty much at the end of the season one of the anime, the growth throughout the series, so some key moments, maybe even favorite moments, and then、um, kind of recurring impressions of Bakugo and where we think his character arc, arc is kind of going or may even end. And then finally, just kind of ending it up with facts, favorite moments, whatever last discussion points we want to really have、um, before we wrap up the episode. So that's what today is going to look like, but we actually have some rigmarole to get into, Dylan, before we actually start talking about Bakugo. Do you guys know what's better than listening to three guys talk about Japanese cartoons? Talking about three guys talking about、uh, Japanese cartoons with your friends. So make sure you tell your friends about us. Give us a five star review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Yeah, and like Andrew said,、uh, especially for this episode where it is our first, if you have any suggestions、uh, or like, you know, additional segments you want to see us do in regards to character deep dives or any other、uh, episodes that we do, let us know over on Twitter at popped underscore off or email us at contact at popped off.com. So, with that, I'm going to hand it back over to Dylan in his best My Hero presenter voice to give us all the information about Bakugo. I, I will jump into it. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be any, any close to present Mike, but、um, what I'm going to be doing is I'll give a rundown. And I have in my pocket some little, 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 little trivia, some little trivia, some little facts I'll be inserting into places randomly, and I hope you guys enjoy it. So, without further ado, we have Katsuki Bakugo, aka Kachan, aka Lord Explosion Murder. He is 5'8. His birthday is April 20th, which makes him the oldest member. Of class 1A. When everyone went into class,、um, the class started about in April or so, and they were all 15. So he's actually the oldest one. His quirk is explosions. Specifically, he secretes nitroglycerin like sweat from the palms of his hands and ignites it on command, allowing him to make strong explosions. While he doesn't have an official hero name because Midnight disallowed all his,、uh, all his suggestions. Um, he did go for Lord, Lord Explosion Murder. One really cool thing, though, about the Japanese fandom is they call his、uh, hero name Baku Shinchi, which literally means like the center of an explosion. In English, the best word for this is Ground Zero, which is a cool hero name. God, that's such a cool hero name. It's a cool、is. hero name, right?、Um, so, and that's kind of what the Japanese fandom calls him. They, they really like that hero name for him. And that is, that is the, the quick rundown of Bakugo. Okay. I mean, so 
Bakugo's quirk was always... I guess that's the one thing I want to talk about out of it. I mean, obviously 420. Haha, ha, I love the birthday. I... <laughs> Like, I love that. Like, I don't know. Whenever I hear April 20th, like, that's the first thing I think of. So, um, but also, so the dude's 15, 5'8", and shoots explosions out of the hands. Like, how does dude have, how do he have friends besides just everyone being afraid of him? What do you mean? 5'8", eight, five, eight, like, 5'8's eight's fairly that's, tall. Like, I mean. I know. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, he's. A, dude's just intimidating as hell, and no one act like it until, I mean, everyone acted like Bakugo was, like, just the popular kid in class, and, except for Deku, who he emotionally abused okay I mean, listen uh, i i don't i don't know what your guys's high school experience was like but all the really mean loud kids were the popular ones i was i was on the football team so i can't say anything yeah i guess i wasn't either <laughs> yeah <Andrew. laughs> we weren't mean we may be loud we weren't mean that you guys were aware of <laughs> i did i put my fair share of kids in lockers so yeah, I just want to say, I, I think, swear I didn't. <laughs> I think we're missing out, like also on the like the social currency in this world that is just having a really good quirk. Like inherently, he's very cool because his quirk is super strong, um, which actually like might lead to the reason why he's like so like loud and obnoxious. Kind of is because he has a superiority complex because everyone's just like, oh, Bakugo, your your quirk is sick. It's super strong. You're gonna be like a big hero one day. And like people just constantly telling him that, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm sick. Of course, of course." Oh, oh, <laughs> oh that's just it, right? It, and I think, like, I mean, we really see that in like early, like, dealings with Bakugo as well. You can tell this dude's just basically told the guy shit glitter. Like, I mean, because of like basically his genetic setup of his quirk, his like his height, his build, all that stuff. Like, I mean, we don't really know. Uh, I'd say at least early that we don't know really how committed he is to um i guess the, fulfilling this like his, like not only like not only like practicing his quirk but his like his body type as well because the guy's like he's pretty cut for his age right like so and you like that does require a degree of attention but yeah like i mean he's basically just been told his entire his entire life that you know dude you're gonna be you're gonna be the real deal and like one of also the, go on i was gonna say one of the interesting things is usually with um kids like that you get this thing of where you hit like um you hit this like plateau of whenever you meet a bunch of other people that are on your skill level, aka you know going to UA, um, where before you weren't really putting in effort, and then finally you hit all you know where everyone else is your skill level, and you kind of burn out there. Um, but the reason why I really like him is because he gets to that point, and he's like, no, like this just means I actually have to get stronger, and like he, now he has that drive to get stronger because of it, which um, is 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 perfect. Also, just still based on basic character information, could you guys tell me what color eyes he has? Very fitting for his character. They're red, aren't they? Yeah. Are they yeah. really red? I'd never noticed that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just have his character, like his wiki page up too, and I'm like, that's just, I'm just so glad I know I'm totally off railing your current <laughs> topic, Dylan, but I'm like, holy shit, his eyes are red, and I never noticed that after watching hundreds of hours of the show and how fitting of a character design he really has from top to bottom. Um, I guess I don't really have much thoughts about that. I just thought that was really funny. Because I bet you most people, even that have watched every episode, have no idea what color his eyes are. And I, I Do you think... know what color my eyes are, Andrew? No. <laughs> they Gray? Blue? Blueish. Grayish yeah. blue? Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Right. Is, like, is that you get so accustomed to dealing with something that you just... Or like, so, like seeing it, that you don't really... Really, I and I, especially with Bakugo, like I think, like once you actually like sit down and look at his character, you appreciate how well designed he is across the board. 
eye color, hair, like I mean, build, like the whole the whole shenanigan, the the whole nine yards, right? Like it's uh, it, he's masterfully done. Yeah, I think we talked about this, um, you know, a couple weeks ago. Um, the actual just character designs in general of the show that they're just incredible, and I think Bakugo mm-hmm. is definitely no exception. Like from his hair being like super spiky because you know it's an explosion. His hair is literally like a bright explosion. Like um, from that just to his personality, like the the theming of these characters just fits so well. Like they're like okay. This character, he does explosions. What does his hair look like? Uh, it's bright and spiky. All right, cool. It's an Eyes explosion. <laughs> red. Uh, his his temper, uh, short fuse. Like it it just it hits those beats super super well, and like it it does it in a way that's not like obnoxious. You know. That's yeah. That was another thing I wanted to say. Is it none of it? None of the, none of the character design about him feels forced or poorly executed. It's it's all very well translated. Uh, like into his character of like all these various attributes right because you can you can do this wrong you can butcher a character like Bakugo really quickly but they just didn't he's he's like he's damn near perfect as far as character design in my hero i think he's he's right up there with midoriya as far as like a good character like like character design yeah i mean and um horikoshi expected him to be hated too like there's there's like facts from like interviews of where like he said like oh i'm I'm blown away by how popular he is. I mean, I made him rude and aggressive. Like, I thought most people would hate him until later on into his character development and him being, I think, I have the fact here somewhere, I think he was, like, fifth over, no, third overall in the first ever popularity poll for My Hero. Oh, that's... Which, I don't know when that happened, but that was definitely early on in his character development. Yeah, and what's, what's crazy is, like, that happened, and then, like, universally, almost right after that, he got first in, like, almost all the other popularity polls like he just like kept <laughs> keeps winning them um which is crazy second fourth uh second third fourth and fifth overall and then second fourth and fifth in the u.s wow. that's wild that's yeah. wild that's a character just so mean gets it because like most of the time like we we like harp on those characters that like suck in that way um but, but like, like it, it just it works it works with him so well and i think and i think it's the big thing is that like uh you got you like for, in order for a character to be like that, you need to be able to sell why he's like that, right? And they did this like they did this great with him, right? Like it's not it's not like he's just pissed off for no reason. Like he's like there is there is some like I mean it's it he almost has always been like that, and that's why you've always kind of kind of accepted it. You know what I mean? As well as like various life events with him and stuff like that. Like you really you don't. You don't even notice it after a while. I find like it's just uh, it's just becomes such a part of him that you're like, man, nah, nah, he's pissed off again. Like he's yelling at somebody. Like and it's fine. Well, we have a lot more talk about him. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for you two. With when you started watching the My Hero, uh, very first season, were you watching it subbed or dubbed? Uh, subbed. Dubbed. Don't. I watched it dubbed. All right. So James, go back to young james back in 2016 in april 2016 and dylan go back to may 2018 no i think it was 2014 2016 whatever go back a couple years now and just think about it think about how great of how excited you were going into my hero and give me your breakdown of your first thoughts on bakugo at the end of season one or even halfway through the season or whatever just kind of go back in that time capsule and what did you guys think about bakugo towards the end of season one dylan you go ahead buddy you you can start us off so um 
without like diving too much into like the analysis of like his character and stuff like that um i i hated him i really didn't like him um i thought he was going to be just like the annoying bully character and like i just i really didn't like him and i think for me i felt that way all the way almost up until um uh he gets captured wow right until he gets captured i that's I, like, I, that's I, I actually deep. i i think i didn't like him longer than most people um i don't know i just like i just like wasn't vibing with him you know because i was like oh he's just like he's just like he's a villain in the making like i was just like that's the thought i had the whole time is like he's a villain in the making like just just shove him over the villain just like be done with it right like and like we'll be done with that but uh the i like it's like an anti-reveal i guess of like him just like whenever the villains are like oh you should join us and stuff like that and there's like that big silence and he's like no of course not like why would i <laughs> ever join you you fucking idiots <laughs> yeah like that that like that moment there i was like okay no i'm on board i'm totally on board the bakugo train yeah i'd say i'd say it definitely solidifies it um i i can agree to an extent that initially i didn't like him either but it was it's like it's not because he was a bully character but because of how he was a bully like i mean if you look at i'm just gonna i'm like i'm gonna compare the relationship to like him uh naruto and sasuke kind of thing sasuke was a dickhead but he wasn't a dickhead like you know like the way bakugo was he was still mean and like always shooting down naruto but with with uh bakugo and midoriya the guy was he was like he was an arrogant prick when he was first introduced right and we kind of we've kind of already touched on this already where you know dude had a horseshoe up his or like yeah he basically got a horseshoe up his ass like as far as like genetics and stuff like that so of course he thinks he's like you know wait 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 horseshoe up the ass is a good thing yeah it's a luck thing it's a it's a it's a, it's, it's a canadian expression or whatever man. Well, i know but i need to i honestly thought it was a bad thing it's no no hor- having a, having a horseshoe up your ass means you're incredibly lucky right so okay. basically that's that's kind of the hand bakugo was dealt right so he's just he's just a dick he tells he tells midoriya to kill himself like not like literally but he basically tells him to take a jump off of off, off a roof right like i mean that's as close as you can get um, but yeah, so I, I initially thought that, but I like, I hate to say it. He grew on me once I actually got to see him fight, like, uh, in the initial, like two on twos, I thought that was super sick. And then I like, once he was humbled, I think that's what initially did it for me. He got, he, he like, he was not happy with himself. He was pissed off, he, but he was motivated. He wasn't like a mopey pissed off. He was a motivated pissed off. And then I gotta agree with Dylan though. Like the, basically, when he really solidifies that he's never gonna be a villain, because that's an, that was the, like the natural progression. It seemed to be for him was this guy's going to turn. He's got all the tendencies. Like he's 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 a villain in the making, and he's a like a really difficult to deal with villain in the making too. And he we we got to that point, and he's just like, no, you dummies. Like like you know, I want to be yeah. I want to be a hero, right? Let's let's come back to that because that's kind of part of the next one. I, that's definitely thing but i want to remember we're just giving first impressions here we'll talk about key moments in a second but dylan what do you got i, I was just gonna say I, I think like like level one writing is bakugo is a hero the whole time level two writing is having him do a like a turn to be evil level three writing is having him be a hero the whole time <laughs> yep <laughs> no yeah um and i i agree i mean for the longest time, like for a lot of you guys that have listened for a while, Dylan like will never forgive Endeavor, and that's kind of how I saw Bakugo for the longest time. Like from the beginning of how emotionally abusive he was to Deku, and I think, I think Bakugo, I mean Deku's like personality that we don't like is mainly because of Bakugo. So I, I very, I very much kind of associate those two. And I'm gonna, I just can't forgive him. And like 
very early on, like during the first bomb training, um, like I very much liked his fighting style. I love his quirk and his character design. Like that was something I admired very long early on along the way. I think you're a lot like that with too with Endeavor Dylan, that like when he's running up buildings for using fire, like you can't say that's not cool, but just the emotional side of uh Baku I was very much against the whole way and for me, it started turning during the communal arc, but it was the um, city battle between Deku and Bakugo, where they had that conversation and we started learning more, which we'll talk about in a second there, is really the key moment for me of when he started turning. Is that the is that the, the Bakugo-Midoriya uh, dorm fight? Like, uh, fight yes. two? Yes. They're, they're in, like, the, the training city, is yes. what I was talking yeah, about. That's the, kind of where it turned out. About. Yeah, that that is the best. It's really good. So, yeah, so it's, it's just really curious to see that, like, yeah, for all three of us, like, he was probably towards the bike. Do you think he would have been in your top ten for this first season um, ranking polls? So, I, like, I'm just curious of, like, where the disconnect between us three, who didn't like Bakugo right away, do you think, um, like, if we voted the first popularity polls, would he have been in your top ten, top five? Like, if you just did Class 1A plus All Might and Aizawa. Would he have been in your top 10? So if we're going to go up to, let's just say, like, the the, the bomb heroes versus villains uh, exercise. Like, that's at where... At the end of that, yeah. That's, that's... Well, I guess uh, season one ended at... No, uh... no, no, I'm saying, like, popularity poll one is probably around there. Uh, okay. Because uh, yeah. they do them, like, a little, a little early on. Um, and I think that's a really good jumping off point because I, I would probably say maybe top... Maybe he would be fifth. Um, because at that point, we don't get a lot of good emotional connections to a lot of characters. But, like barely pushing fifth and it's just because i, I you know I, I like his fighting style um and that's just because everyone, everyone's character development is a little weak um but he would have a lot of negative points against him uh, for for me putting him there yeah i'd have to agree like i mean like it, it, like it, it, i think initially in that first season he he gets that like in that top 5 ranking just because of exposure you haven't seen enough of the other people to be like okay i like these guys more you know what i mean um but like you, you like I mean, he is like a core core cast member that you do get to see a lot of him, and I think that's why he would rank higher, just because you have more to like draw from as far as impressions and stuff, right? True, you had him, yeah, probably the most screen time, yeah. Besides Deku and Almore, probably, yeah. I don't know, like I'm thinking, just from the bomb fight, like probably like All Might, Deku, Ochako, Todoroki would probably beat him. So fifth probably is pretty good for me as well. Um, is probably where I would put him as well. So, I mean, that's not that far off of the third ranking. And if you, I mean, if you have that much screen time with it, that could definitely bias people that just want to watch cool people do cool things. That's definitely going to bump them up. But I'm sure it was all my Deku Bakugo was a top three for that popularity poll without even looking, just knowing at that point of the season, that's would be the only one that kind of makes sense for me. Let's, let's remember really quick, the Todoroki's hero, if it was absolutely atrocious initially. Let's, let's not forget that. It was really bad. All right, but also he can still freeze an entire building as a 15-year-old. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's that, true. That's, um, so, yeah, so kind of going on to the next part, so understanding where we were early on with Bakugo, and now kind of transitioning over to the big points in his character arc that has kind of led up to, obviously we all kind of know how we, why we all love him now at this point. So a couple of ones, two have already been mentioned. Obviously that's the capture at the summer camp going into the Camino moment. Um, the training city battle, and then there's just a couple other ones scattered throughout. We can include moments in movies as well if we want to, since we have gone through those as well. So I think kind of starting chronologically, the most important one is going to kind of be the capture at training camp going into the Camino arc that you both 
have talked about a little bit already. Yeah, I think before we jump into that, do we want to do the the hero fight, uh, the heroes versus villains bomb fight, like his first big showing? Oh I guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's um, the, I think it's the I think it's the first one. We I think. Really... Yeah, I think it's really good because that's like him getting defeated. Like even though like he clearly like could have bested Deku in a one on one there, um, he just like tasted defeat because like they they outthought him, and I think that's the first time like he wasn't able to just brute force his way through a situation. Um, which is super important because he's just like he's mad he he gets fucking pissed after that moment yeah well a big i think a big thing you need to remember too with the bomb fight too is he feels disrespected by midoriya the entire time and that's what perpetuates him to make a lot of like dumbass moves that i think like it, like a combination of lack of experience and age is probably a reason why bakako was the way he was but on top of that the disrespect i think is the big thing because he's bullied midoriya his entire life and now midoriya somehow gets into this school for some quirk he's never even used on him and he feels that he's unworthy of this quirk like to be used on him like he like he thinks midoriya thinks less of him because of that and that's why he's so angry on top of his usual anger right so like and i think that's a big point is like it, you can like you never see this happen again. And I think this is a big deal. Like he gets, it, it burns him really hard. Despite the fact they win by a technicality. Um, this is like, this is the last, the first and last time you see him let his, his, li- li- literally let his anger get the best of him. Cause the anger is now always present post that, but he, the, the gears are always working under it. Yeah. I, this entire thing is, yeah, it's just that, understanding a little bit more of why he's so angry which helps with his current character development doesn't answer why he was a dick before so i don't think for me back then i'm like oh like okay i get why you want to kill him now in school but why did you want to kill him before you knew he had a quirk was my real kind of question here too but it it was definitely a very important moment for him and this is that like first off you learn that okay there is something to Deku in the way that like he does actually pay attention and that I think it shows Bakugo that he is somewhat predictable which I think is something super dangerous for a fighter like him where he's so aggressive and in everyone's face that some kid that he thought was incredibly weak and probably the weakest person he ever knew could stand up to him in a fight and lose in the actual combat but outsmart him and still get some hits in probably hit him very emotionally hard and i think that's part of why you see him i feel like every time he's in a new a fight after this moment he always throws out something new or he doesn't seem predictable or people are saying oh like wow he's moving so much quicker or so much better than this that like at every fight after this he always has some kind of improvement obviously to get better with your quirk and you're in school to train your quirk that's not that much surprise but i definitely think part of that comes from this fight and being outsmarted just by how he fights. Another another point I want to add really, really quick is this is also the last time that he acts by himself, um, mainly because he does get friends. Mm. But, like, but so, okay, so hear me out. So, yes, he acts on his own, but he does it with a purpose. If we, if you look, think back to the, the, the hero registration exam, yeah, he charges in like an idiot, but he, he, he sets up, um, oh, my God, I screw, I forget his name every time. Electricity Dude. Kaminari. Kaminari, yeah. He sets up Kaminari perfectly for the whole thing. He's not, like, he stops relying on just himself because, he again, he did not use Ida 
period he's just like guard the bomb i'm gonna go kill deku right like and that's just and that's just it but every fight after that if he has teammates there he uses them as well right he thinks about how how they're gonna act so this isn't like this isn't just like a like a humbling moment in like personal capacity but it's also as, as like a selfishness one as well yeah no i mean i i, I totally agree with that that sentiment because we do see that a lot of it always seems like he's just running in by himself but he really is running in by himself and going all right, all you guys do all these different things and like plays off of that, even though he's taking that like main role still. Yeah, and that's that's something that for manga readers have seen so much more. I'm not going to talk about specific moments, but that's definitely something that you see really in the next season. You're going to see that more than anyone. It's kind of like a little spoiler looking forward to what's coming next is you see that idea of Bakko running in and acting like he's act, um, going alone, but really because he has complete faith the people he's working in is something that's really developed Bakako into a character that I love. So that's one of the few manga spoils I'll kind of mention quickly. But that is one of my favorite parts of him going forward. I hate to say um, it too, that's like a natural... Like, I mean, you don't even really need a, a, a manga spoiler for that. That's almost yeah, like the natural progression. You going yeah. more and more. Yeah. But it's, it's like, yeah, it's a point of a couple chapters coming up here, which I'm really excited for the next season, especially for Bakugo. But, um, okay, anything else on that one, or we want to kind of move into the whole coming arc? Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I think it's good to move in there because I mean that that like getting captured into Camino, like I forget that they happen like so closely, but they're just like perfect. They're literally like I think one of my favorite arcs by far in this show. Yeah, we can we, yeah. we can jump right into that. Yeah, and I and then like we I mean there's so much that happens going up to it, but I think the first character moment for Bakugo here is. As he's being captured and pulled into the portal, looking at Deku and telling him not to come, is I think just I thought I thought that was such a powerful moment, especially with how hard they're chasing after him and kind of the emotional roller coaster you go on, like oh did we save the right one or no and all that, and then as Deku just misses him, Bakugo tells him not to come. Ideally, because I why do you think he told him not to come? Because he didn't he didn't want his help. He didn't secretly didn't want Deku to come and get captured as well or what what reason do you think Deku was told not to come I I think it's a combination of like it's it's purposely vague right it's like oh does he actually care about Deku and doesn't want him to go there uh does he think he's gonna mess up things more does he not actually believe in Deku being able to save him is he just saying not coming because he wants to be there like I it, I think that moment's perfect because it is pretty vague um and we're left like not knowing what it is like ultimately I think I think it's probably the he does he didn't want to mess things up um, with I people so coming too. to save him, but like um, I, I I love the vagueness of that because it, it really gets us guessing on like what's going on where what is what is he even thinking at this moment? It's it's a good scene. Yeah, I I I, I think I think it, it I think for me it shows how well Bakugo knows Midoriya and I don't think you need to know Midoriya super well for this but it shows that he actually acknowledges the type of person Midoriya is and knows he's going to come after him regardless and he's like I mean this I think this is the first time you really see Bakugo like emotionally vulnerable at all and like I mean it, like you said it is a very vague statement but at the same time like I mean you can hear the tone of voice not it's not like a pissed off like it's it's a general like dude like don't don't do it right like I mean it's it's not it's not him thinking i to me i never interpreted it as like he thinks midoriya is gonna screw it up more i think i always interpreted it as a i actually kind of give a shit about you and i know you're gonna try it anyways so i'm here i'm gonna try and stop you before you do 
Yeah, because I mean, we we I, I think at this point, like he knows, like Majority's gonna run in and try to save someone, because like that happened like in the first episode of where he didn't have any quirk, and he went in and just tried to save him. So now he's like, oh no, he's he's coming to save me. Like he, he there's no stopping him at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, and, and so in in just in contrast, let's think about back to that moment too. Bakugo was pissed off at Midoriya for trying to save him. He was genuinely ang- like like genuinely angry with him, but this is like not the same kid. This is not the same kid at all, right? Yeah. And I think that's really good cuz like both of those moments are like uh reflections of each other. Um but we have like the character progressions at that moment. And I I also think that's that's, you know, a really like pivotal thing cuz like I think I think between the first episode and this arc is probably the biggest character development we really start getting of where like between like he's gonna remain basically the same character after this moment but just like slowly start to develop rather than like us having a like jump. almost a, a total like mind uh change about about his character yeah i don't want to say he does a total 180 because i feel like that discredits the growth and how it's kind of done but it really is a 180 over this 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 decent span i I i think it's more of like we understand him more yeah okay there we go rather than him like fundamentally changing a ton it's more of we now understand him a lot more as a character yeah it's a better way of putting it um actually and then something i totally forgot about important points is we skipped all of season two an important part for deck uh bakugo which includes his victory at this uh festival oh yeah his victory where he was very unhappy with that and the deku and bakugo versus all might fight so was, i mean both of those i mean the deku versus all might fight deku bakugo all might fight i totally forgot happened like that feels so long ago it's something we haven't touched on too often um that's i mean i i can't even speak to that too much but i think the school festival is also a very interesting one his character development that happened before this so we can talk about that a little bit before but really that just goes to show that he doesn't want to be given first place he wants to earn first place and that's something that's very important to him is the biggest thing from school festival he'll do whatever it takes to win but if he's not if he feels like he doesn't earn it he'll never be happy which is so funny because he's been handing he's been handed everything prior to this right and now now he's just got this very very adamant degree of i need i need to earn this what was his opening statement at the at the the, the fest. Oh, um, like, I'm, uh, yeah. Oh, actually, I, I want to actually go like I want to touch on the sports fest a little bit more because his fight with Ochako uh, is really good too. Because because yeah, because the disrespect is out the friggin' window at this point because he doesn't he just he's not disrespect no that's and then no then that's what I mean like he does not disrespect her at all and that is a huge pivot because the last time we saw him fight was Midoriya right he doesn't even give her a chance because he knows he can't afford to right and like and again like it's it's subtle but like and as soon as like it's kind of revealed because they actually like bring it up being like no he just laid on her because he knew he had to um. It's 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 nice to see like this isn't one of those big like holy shit moments. It's like oh we're slowly drifting in this better direction, right? So that there is some humanity to him. It's just all around combat. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I think I think the the big the big monic- or like the big mantra of of, of Bakugo is I'm going to save people by winning. You know what I mean? Like, and that's how he does it. He, he he does it through combat, right? So, and you you see that here. Like he's just like he knows how he has to win, and he just tries to perfect that right without and it, without disrespecting anybody at this point right yeah i that that, that ochako fight and even kind of going into 
he has a little bit of an emotional kind of outbreak against Todoroki as well that he goes on about what's the point in even winning if you don't go all out you can go all out against Deku but not me and just kind of showing that like he never wants to it's a fear of being looked down on as I think with the Todoroki fight is that Todoroki looked and thought higher of uh, Deku went all out against Deku but won against Bakugo so obviously they both see Bakugo as weaker and that kind of mentality when especially when he went against Ochako where he always wants to view people as competition but he always thinks of them as weaker too but that doesn't mean he'll go easy on them so I definitely think there's a couple really cool moments here and then obviously with the whole thing at the end of what started the whole coming arc is just how batshit crazy he is on the first <laughs> place podium which is just such a fun moment um with them yeah well again like i mean like with his fight with Todoroki, it's like his worst nightmare like he's like not only is uh midoriya disrespecting him by not using this quirk on him through his entire years, years of bullying to his perception at that time uh but now another incredibly strong person is doing basically the same thing and it's just like you, you gotta you gotta think what that does to him like emotionally right like he he wants everybody to see him as somebody they need to beat using everything right so i think it's i think it's just like another really good point in his character it's, it's a shitty point for him but it's like a, like as far as the overall story of bakugo i think it's a great great spot i agree so that kind of leads up so a couple of the next moments i want to talk about we can kind of jump on a while which everyone's you have talking points about is obviously going to be the um license exam so there's a couple of moments there if you want to talk about that we have the Deku versus Kachan fight. And then we really have the remedial course. It's the last three moments where we kind of have character development moments that I want to talk through any of those. So obviously the Deku Kachan fight or the um, licensing exam next. Yeah, I think licensing exam, the important thing that we see there is at the end, because we see he's a really good hero in terms of like power, but this reveals like, oh, you can't, you can't really save people. Like you're not a hero in that kind of way. Um, and I, I think it was, it's definitely interesting because, like, it was a glaring hole of, like, yeah, technically you saved him, but you were, like, kind of a dick doing it. So, um, I think it kind of revealed that. And I think he, that leading up to, like, I guess the next time of when we see him actually interact with normal people is the newest movie. Um, but, like, that, I think that is, like, kind of important. And I think we'll probably be dove into at some point of, like, hey, how would you actually interact with another human being that isn't screaming in their and face? And the movie isn't technically canon either. Yeah. So, like, in, in canon, I mean, 100% canon. It is canon, but not 100% canon. Um, that we still haven't really seen him interact. I mean, the kids is the one place where he's kind of interacted with them. Like, regular people since this exam, which we saw in season four. And I can definitely see him more as, like, an Endeavor type of where... He knows that he can't interact with people, so he decides just, like, not to talk at <laughs> Not anyone. to do it, yeah. Like, I, I could totally see him, like, moving in that direction, which, eh, I play to your strengths, I guess. I mean, it goes to show that, I mean, it's the, I'm the rival between All Might and Endeavor, and it's all the rivalry between Deku and Bakugo. I mean, Deku wants to be the 100% best possible hero. He can be. Save, he, he fights to save everyone, while Bakugo saves everyone by fighting. I think they say something like that in the movie, and that's just how they different is. Bakugo wants to be the strongest, and by doing so, he'll save people. That's Endeavor style, versus Deku's whole goal is to make sure everyone is safe and only fight when he has to. So I think it's it's really kind of cool that you see the similarities between those two, and that's why I, I agree that, I mean, I don't know if it'll necessarily be the number one and two, but you always kind of have that. Their style is always so much different, and Endeavor 
has kind of changed over the seasons now, and he's kind of trying to make those amends and do that. And I think Bakugo isn't going to be as bad as Endeavor, but I definitely think he's going to give very um, strong Endeavor vibes. Well, I think I think the, the the big moment between him and Endeavor is that like he's having this growth when he's young. He's having this like character development when he's like fifteen and stuff, right? Um, whereas Endeavor's like an, like he's he's older he's got a family and he's he was a prick throughout that entire thing so it's i think it's good that this is being caught now but it's nice to see like in the remedial exam he he's already trying to correct this issue he has with interacting with other people like it's not like uh okay somebody else go socialize with like these certain kids because i know i can't do it he's not saying that he's just saying like okay i'm gonna go I'm going to go find their leader and deal with him because he seems to relate to the strength. And he, like, again, it is going back to playing with the strengths, but he's, his delivery is significantly better. Yeah. And I guess the one really big thing from that is um, the whole stu, uh, kids arc there. Let's just talk about that now. We talk about the Deku Kachan fight to end with. But he says to the leader of the kid that if all you ever do is look down on people, you won't be able to recognize your own weakness. And holy shit, that sounds like something that comes from like Gandhi or something like that. Bakugo Kotsky said that to like an eight-year-old incredible at line. training school. Like that's such a good line. And it really goes to show that he recognizes that's how he's always been. And he saw himself in that kid and that it took him however long. Like you're saying, James, he's having that change as a kid. He'll never fully become a Deku-type hero, but that he recognizes that he needs to be able to look at others, but also look internally at himself. is such an important... Like, that is what gave me the most confidence in him, that, like, okay, this kid's... Like, there after that line, there is no more ever, like, is he good, is he bad? Like, we didn't really think that anymore after the whole Camino arc. That really kind of solidified in my heart that, yeah, this dude is going to be the strongest. He's going to work to be number one. But that's all he cares about. He's not good or bad. He wants to save people and be number one, whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess, kind of going into the Kamino Deku arc, which is super important to that, is when he learns about Deku's power, where he has so many emotions spill out about why he hates Deku so much and why he doesn't want to be looked down on and why he never showed his power and all that. There's just so... I can't even think of all the quote lines. I almost should have really watched this line because it's such an integral part of his character. Is this the same part of where he breaks down and starts crying because of All Might, too? Yeah, this this scene is just... It is a, a 10 out of 10 scene. It's it's yeah. so good. It is such a good scene for his character, especially because it's like we're finally seeing like the things that are built up inside of him. Like, again, going into his character theming, like an explosion of like he pens all this up and then just like explodes it out because like that's who he is. Like he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't let it out in a constant whine like Deku does. Like he just just gives it all to us all at once. And it took almost three whole seasons to get this. This was the what third to last episode of season three and that's so finally this far in is when we get that reveal of all of his emotions and how big of an all might fan he was and there's just so i just love this but like there's almost so much emotion here it's hard to really dive into because it's just you understand everything about baku after this point like you understand the way he is in every way now after this is he shares every emotion he needs to yeah i think the big thing is too is like you're not looking for like like this this whole scene was like kind of twofold for me it was okay um now you finally know how this character who we don't really know like a whole bunch about on like the outward because we don't get that interior monologue like we do with deku right so we now we all figure that out and then you start going back and start dissecting his entire character 
throughout the like the previous three seasons and i think that is like well i think the thing that hits me heavier is that you start going back and trying to pick up on the shit they kind of mention here right and see how they how they presented to the to the to the audience right and yeah like i think i think it really just did me in when you find out like he's just as big of an all might fan as deku he just shows it differently right yeah dylan any little thoughts on that okay so with that um i'm just kind of curious a little bit quickly is where do you think his character arc ends i'm we don't know where the show is going to end do you think he's going to make it number one hero number two hero do you think he'll die along the way trying to do that saving Deku or something like that? Like, just a general, like, where do you think this ends for Bakugo? I mean, oh God, I, I didn't I, think of, I like, think, I didn't think of the self-sacrifice. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think his, his conclusion is going to be, like, how Deku technically gets number one hero. Like, I, I always said that that's my thought, is that, like, technically, somehow he's going to be number one hero at the end of this. Um, and Bakugo is just going to be, like, at the very end, going to be, like, you realize you're not going to have that spot for long. And then it ends there because, like, you know, it's, it's the idea of, like, him always fighting with Deku for that number one, number two spot. And I think that 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 forever struggle will will kind of be the end, which I think is fine because, like, it, it to me, it's like a it's a real DBZ moment of, like, um like Vegeta and Goku of where they're always they're literally always fighting to, like, be number one and two, like trading off positions all the time. Yeah. And I, and I hope I hope we see that throughout the way, too, is that, like, like, I mean yeah like he's got like full cowling and stuff like that but i love i love when deku gets reminded that like bakugo is just a, a, like you know an inch ahead of him you know what i mean so i hope that's a theme that carries on but now you brought it up and now i'm like shit is that like the ultimate like character for him does he like sacrifice himself yeah. in some capacity for midoriya and i'm that's gonna, my I, prediction i'm gonna be so angry if it happens i am like you don't like that that would be good oh, though that would that. be really it good. would be good yeah but i like the character so much right. i don't want i don't want him to die you know what i mean like that i think it's a time jump and they're fighting all for one like i all might i'm not all might um one for all yeah and like it's these two like they're the top two rising heroes after a couple years jump and like the, the hero poles are coming up and like these two fight they take him down but it sacrifices bakugo oh, at the Jesus, end and man. that's why deku gets number one so it's the technicality unlike dylan's thing like, i think that'd be such a good character arc and that's where it ends is that he's finally number one but he feels like he doesn't deserve that kachan should have been there but the world is saved i i think i think that makes sense too it makes too much it makes good. too much sense it's concerning <laughs> okay so yeah just a couple minutes left here but um favorite moments or the trivia facts or anything kind of like that like anything you have like just the last little moments before yeah so i i have a little bit of trivia um so the question is why is he always yelling and i have a couple theories on this that i found throughout the internet so one is he's always yelling and screaming because it takes a lot of effort and that just makes him sweat so it's like yeah obviously he's always wanting to be worked up Mm -hmm. um an interesting one is nitroglycerin apparently can lower a person's heart rate dramatically so if he's not constantly stressed out, he would just pass out from all the nitroglycerin in his system. Okay, and and the third one, the third one, which I think is like, this is like my headcanon, actually. Um, I totally subscribe to this idea. Uh, not So I, I, I found it. But like when I saw this, I'm like, oh, no, that's that's what I'm going to be thinking from now on. Is he screaming because his quirk is explosions. And so he's just deaf now. Because he's literally exploding stuff in front of his face every single day constantly. Which, I'm like, oh, that that totally makes sense because he doesn't realize he's just screaming all the time. 
that that makes yeah okay so i want to i want to address the second one so that's been more or less debunked because if nitroglycerin does lower heart rate he would just die in his sleep you know what i mean like because he like his resting heart rate would be so low that he would just end up probably passing or like I don't know. You you can you can live with an incredibly low heart rate, but the deafness thing makes perfect sense. Right? I like that. Right? Yeah, like There's I no like there's no too. inner workings to that or anything like that. It's just like he can't, like they're, they're at his hands and it's exploding everywhere. Right? That's no. I like that. I like that the most. Uh, one of my favorite parts about Bakugo is Baku Mom. Baku Mom needs to be needs to be mentioned. You and like not just because it's Baku Mom, but at the same point, you get to find out about Bakugo through her. Just like just her character alone and his dad too um like the, his family dynamic i think is one of my favorite parts about him it's just it's just such a, a cool insight to his character that you i don't i wasn't expecting when we were doing like the parent interviews to get this crazy reveal that his mom is a smoke show and his his dad is just <laughs> like this totally normal dude who's just like all right guys chill the fuck out <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, a couple of um, mine is obviously Lord Explosion Mortar. We talked about it a little bit, but that's just such a classic scene for him. And then also his nicknames, mainly for Todoroki, um, Half and Half Bastard, Icy Hot. Like, he has so many for Todoroki, but he has them for other people as well. So those, whenever a new one of those comes out, I always get super happy. But also, so I've been reading some of the Smash comics and the school books and all this stuff, some of the other things. And um, actually, I haven't got this one yet in the Smash comics, but... Um, this is, isn't is 100% canon, but it's written by Horikoshi. But Bakugo shares some of his internal, like, embarrassing thoughts. And a couple of more. It wounds me that people suggest I'm not the nicest guy. <laughs> Deku is actually kind of awesome. And UA is way harsher than I thought it'd be. What? So, like, why those aren't 100% common, uh, canon, those are in something written by Horikoshi. So that does kind of portray some of Bakugo's feelings taken with the grain of salt. I, I believe oh, two out of three of those. Which one? I do don't believe, believe Deku? the Deku one. Yeah. It, it is in a canon book. That's two truths so, and a lie right there. That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to read more on that. But when I read that because I know the Smash comics, I'm like, that is just ridiculous. So the, the idea but, that he doesn't, th- like, he doesn't get why people don't think he's a nice dude. Like, that, that it seems so aloof, but, I mean, it's totally believable, right? Like, I love it. I love Bakugo. And overall, all of us, we love Bakugo. Is that where we stand on his current character? Oh, yeah. God, yeah. He's, he's the best. I love him. But, any last thoughts, any last wrap-ups we want to talk about today? No, I think we, I think we, we hashed it out, write some good yeah so yeah thank you all so much for listening to our first character deep dive i might be taking one of your guys segments a little bit but please make sure to give us feedback of what you want us to change if you like exactly this format if you feel like we want other segments or something like that in these character deep dives let us know we have no idea what our next one's going to be yet but if you guys really did enjoy this and really want us to do more of these we'll do more of them there's a ton of characters and suggest characters if you want us to do these on next yeah i was actually just gonna add that like suggest somebody to us that you think we should do um I know Deku might be the obvious choice, but if you have somebody like Offbeat, that would be kind of dope too. Um, as well, hit us with that five-star review on whatever podcasting platform that you listen to us on. And make sure you check out poppedoff.com and twitter.com slash popped underscore off, which is the best place to send any of these suggestions. Just DM us um, for all the updates on this podcast and other stuff we do. But that'll be all for this week's episode of Class 1A. We hope to see you all back here next Saturday. <laughs>